Hello, and welcome to episode four of Third Heaven Authority Podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. Thank you for joining us today. In the first three episodes, I began laying a foundation for what I call Third Heaven Authority. In 2010, the Lord took me to heaven itself, and he gave me the commission. He said, teach my people Third Heaven Authority. That's the first time I heard that phrasing. It came from the lips of Jesus. This podcast is dedicated to teaching what Third Heaven Authority is all about. Today, I want to talk to you about the flow of authority. And that pretty much in these first four episodes will complete the foundation, the presentation of what it's about. And starting next week, you will not want to miss it. I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty. I'm talking about the what's, the how-to's, the developing of third heaven authority. I had another heavenly encounter recently. While I was praying in the Holy Spirit and just seeking God, the Holy Spirit lifted me up, took me into the Spirit, and I found myself in the throne room of God. Jesus came to me, and he told me, I want you to teach third heaven authority to my people. Then an angel walked over, placed something warm on my lips, Then immediately the warmth flowed down like warm honey down my throat and into my stomach. And I felt that on the innermost part of my being, the Lord had placed a commission to me to come forth and to release the teaching on third heaven authority because we are in a time and an era when it is absolutely necessary. One time when I was praying for all the partners of the ministry, I'd been interceding in the Holy Spirit for quite some time, praying about all the situation in people's lives, about finances, about salvation for their families, healing to flow through their bodies, all of those kinds of things, just really seeking the power of God to flow through people's lives and for them to be able to receive covenant provision. And while I was praying, instantly I was just sucked into the spiritual realm. And there in front of me, was this horde of demons. It started off with just one or two, and they were advancing and coming toward me. And then there was three or four, and then it started to get more and more. I recognized the spiritual implication is that these were the demonic things that I was actually praying for the people about. Suddenly, a sword appeared in my right hand. I lifted the sword up, and I began to attack. And I would say, in the name of Jesus, and I would swing the sword at the first one, and I would say, I rebuke cancer. And then I would swing it at the second one and say, I rebuke poverty. And I just went through this whole list, this litany of conditions that were plaguing the people that I was praying for. Then I noticed that there was a presence behind me. Now, remember that in visions and dreams, a lot of times God uses symbolism. Symbolism is part of the language of heaven. It's not that you can kill or destroy a demon, a spirit, because spirits are eternal. But you can take authority over them. When you take authority over them, then the angelic host comes and helps you in binding them up. They can carry them away in chains. They can drive them away. 
but it is reflecting their influence and their power that is coming against you or those people that you are praying for. Suddenly, in this vision, I felt a presence, a strong presence that was standing behind me. I could feel that it was an angelic presence. It was encouraging me. It was strengthening me. It was infusing through me this understanding of how to wage the warfare against these advancing demons. This went on for quite some time. When it was all over with, I just stood there before the Lord, sword down on my right hand in the spirit, blood dripping off of the sword, again symbolic of the victory of warfare. And then the angel that was behind me stepped over to my right hand, walked up, stood beside me with his sword also hanging down and blood dripping from it. He was probably about, I'd say around nine feet tall. He was dressed in what you would think of as armor uh, during the time of Christ, for instance, or even preceding that. It was leather armor. It had metal joints, buckles. He had on sandals. He had valiantly helped me win the warfare. Then I heard a thundering voice just reverberating through the atmosphere. Mike and Michael, an unbeatable team. At that moment, the reality hit me. It was the first time that I had been introduced to Michael the archangel. I just melted. I fell on my knees, and I just wept before the Lord. Why was this happening? Why did the Lord bring Michael? He began to teach me some things about spiritual warfare. And there in that place of contriteness, where I was yielded, and I was just absolutely ready for whatever the Lord had to say to me, Then I heard that thundering voice again say, Mike, because he called me Mike, that meant the angel was Michael. Mike, you were created as a warrior. There have been many things that have happened to you, many experiences you've had over the years where the enemy has tried to bring woundedness and other situations into your life to rob you of your effectiveness as a warrior. Be the warrior. And when he said, be the warrior, it resonated through my whole being. It infused boldness and strength and just stood me on my feet. And I realized that God was beginning to teach me how to be a warrior because there were so many things ahead that not only I needed to be victorious in, but that I needed to teach about Now, in all of these situations that I just described, these wonderful encounters with the Lord, the main point that I wanted to bring out right now is that they were all initiated by heaven. In other words, it came from heaven itself, came from the lips of Jesus, came from an encounter. It was a heavenly situation. The flow of authority comes from heaven. The commands come from heaven. Now, we have them here on the earth. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. 
In other words, the proclamation and the authority of heaven is released and flows into the authority of man, and therefore we go. Remember in Matthew 8, the story about the centurion? In verse 5, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. This man was a centurion. He was a Gentile, but he believed in the Lord Jesus. Why did Jesus marvel at this? Because the centurion understood something about authority. First of all, he said, I am a man under authority. He had superiors. He had those that he had to answer to. And then when he received his instructions, authority was passed on to him. Then it's, he said that he had many men that were under him and that they had to obey whatever he told them to do. So he understood the lines of authority. Authority is the right to act. Authority is necessary in faith. The centurion understood that to be in authority, one had to be under authority. He understood faith flowing out and accomplishing things from us had to be received because of authority that was delegated to us from above. Jesus marveled because this man had the faith to get the job done. So many times people do not understand that concept of being under authority. Being effective in our spiritual life and using spiritual authority, in fact, I'm going to say third heaven authority, we must understand that it is because of a flow from heaven to us. In Matthew 6, verses 9 through 10, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Remember, Jesus said, all authority both in heaven and on earth are given unto me. The flow of authority is from heaven down to earth. Now, next episode, I'm going to describe the different kinds of authority and how they get to us and how we operate in it. But here in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is conveying that what God wants in heaven, we have the ability to have happen here on the face of this earth. In Acts 7, 49, it says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. It's referring to God, referring to Jesus. Acts 17, 24, God who made the world and everything in it 
since he is the Lord of what? Heaven. It's from heaven to earth. In Luke 10, verses 17 and 18, he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He told that to the 70 who returned rejoicing because they had authority over demonic spirits. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He fell from heaven. He's in the earth. And we have authority over him. John 1, verses 32 and 33. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven. Where? From heaven, like a dove. And he remained upon him, referring to Jesus Christ. Now again, the authority comes from heaven, and it flows to the earth. The spiritual realm is all around us. It coexists with the physical realm, but heaven is a place in the spiritual realm. That's where we get our authority from. In Matthew 16, verses 18 through 20, Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, from heaven above, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The Greek text literally says that whatever you bind, meaning declare unlawful or lock away on earth, will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare lawful or unlock on earth, will have already been loosed in heaven. The flow is from heaven to earth. In Acts 2, verse 2, And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Holy Spirit came from heaven to earth. Matthew 5, 12. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. In that place there is a reward. In Matthew 7, verses 11 through 12. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him here on the earth? In Matthew 18, 19, Again I say to you that if two of you agree where? On earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father where? In heaven. So our authority comes from heaven. Our power comes from heaven. Remember the Holy Spirit, the rushing mighty wind from heaven? Authority is the right to act. Power is the ability to act. When I was in heaven a few weeks ago, and the angel touched my lips, and I felt that warm honey go down my throat and into my belly, it was an anointing, an empowerment a commission, an assignment. Jesus and an angel in heaven were instructing me and empowering me to do something here on earth. But you don't have to have that kind of a catching away in order to be commissioned from heaven. In the Great Commission, Mark 16, beginning with verse 15, and he, Jesus, 
said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. That was a commission from heaven. Even if you'd never seen an angel, that's a commission from heaven. The Word of God is from heaven. It's from the heart of God. It's from the logic of God. It is God's will for us here. It is part of the new creation experience that we have, whereby the Holy Spirit comes on the inside, transforms us, changes us, what we call the new birth, into new creations in Christ Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit implants the Word of God into our heart. And the Word of God and the genetic code and the revelation that the Holy Spirit brings to us is from heaven. The Word of God is a commission from heaven. That's why it's the Word and the Spirit. That's why we must become students of the Word. Workmen who need not be ashamed. People who are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But we are believers who understand the commissioning aspect of the Word and that the Word that comes from heaven and is instilled in our hearts explodes within us, has the capacity to bring itself to pass. When the angel appeared to Mary and told her that she would have the Christ child, she couldn't understand how it was going to happen. She didn't know a man. There was no physical means whereby it could occur. And so the angel told her, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. This is something that's going to be from heaven. Nothing, no spoken word of God shall be void of power to bring itself to pass. And she replied, at thy word. So we walk in the word and the spirit and the commissions from heaven. But part of the spirit is that we also open ourselves up to be able to receive personal instruction. That's part of the prophetic nature of the church. That's how the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. He speaks to us by the still, small voice. A lot of times we hear a very strong voice of the Spirit or of the Lord. We have visions and dreams and angelic visitations. All of these supernatural means of heaven come and impart to us a commission and they become part of our authority. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee in terror from you. Submitting to heaven is not a false humility, whereby we were just sitting around just waiting for God to do something, or putting on a physical presentation of being what we would think religiously as humble and just nice people. Part of that submitting to God is taking whatever instructions he gives to you and boldly in authority. Remember, it is taking authority. The centurion was under authority. And when his commands came from his superiors, he had to then 
take the authority and allow those under him to follow in that authority. My encouragement to you is to take the authority of heaven, of who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, next episode, I'm going to get into a lot of the mechanics of that. I'm going to bring some revelation that's going to knock your socks off. So you won't want to miss that. But my encouragement today is take the authority of heaven and use it. Let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, again, I pray for revelation to come upon the people now. That as I speak these words, that it's not just me. It's, it is the revelation of the Holy Spirit that explodes on the inside of them. And I pray that you would release that anointing into their hearts, into their minds, that it would just explode on the inside of them and become part of their being. And they would understand that they are the righteousness of God in Christ, that they are third heaven creations, functioning in third heaven revelation and flowing in third heaven authority on the earth in their lives for the good of their family, their ministry, their friends, and all of your purposes here on planet earth. Don't miss future episodes. Subscribe to Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson on Charisma Podcast Network or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Stay in the spirit and walk in authority.